And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. Yeah, I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. What's up, man? How's it going? Dude, I'm glad you're back on. This is like the rebirth. Wow, yeah, it's been a while. I, uh, It's been almost like almost two years now. Yeah, Toys on Tap, We, I'm over a year and encroaching on my 100th episode. And Congrats so, on that, dude. I'm, I'm uh, happy for your success. Dude, it's been, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, and you were one of my first when I started on Vimeo. Yeah. Yeah, that video's still up there. If somebody wants to look for it, they can just Google it and it should pop up. Google, just Barry about, do you, yeah. people are probably constantly Googling you based off how good your figures are, so. Thanks, I, uh, I my, my sister told me that whenever I do these, I need to make sure that when people pay me compliments, I need to say thank you, so thanks. There we go. <laughs> Dude, I'm stoked that you're here um i'm i'm so stoked because i know that we're probably also going to talk about what's coming next so i'm stoked about that but before we do anything please introduce yourself and let us know who you are sure um i go by barrio boba on instagram my name is al i've been making figures for over two years now because i was playing with silicone and and resin and actually was repainting already made figures before that um i'm in el paso texas the very tip and uh, the only probably major city that's in mountain standard time in uh, the state of texas i see i didn't even know that yeah it's like the two counties the, the two westernmost counties in texas are the only ones in mountain standard time i so i'm gonna brag on you for a hot sec sure real quick <laughs> um the only artist that i have the most of Absolutely. Which I know as a side note has probably driven you nuts for a long time because forever I have classified myself as like not a collector. Right. Like, And I just I stood by that for so long. But now with the just the amount of figures I have only from you, I can't say that anymore. Yeah, you know, I would I would listen to uh, all your episodes or whatever. And every once in a while you would be like, well, you know, I'm not a collector. And I would I would yell at the speaker and say, dude. Yeah, you got everything I've made. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you son of a bitch. You keep buying my work. <laughs> but but I, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to push that. I'm like, no, you know what? I'll, I'll just keep yelling at the speaker every time he yeah. says it. And then I forget which which interview you did, and you finally said, you know what? I do have stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, finally, felt, wouldn't it uh, have been vindicated there? Wouldn't it have been so crazy if I was like, ah, oh, I do have stuff, and I didn't even talk about how many figures I have of yours. I just talk about <laughs> something else. 
but I I wanted to brag on you because um I have the most and I've I I've, I've I've knocked it down to a reason, maybe a couple reasons. Um, one, I love artists that know their niche and just run with it. Like they know what they do, they do it well, and then that that's what they do. And because I can like I can always buy your work knowing, oh, I know what I'm gonna get. Like I'm gonna okay. get dope space vatos that I'm gonna just fall in love with when I get them in the mail. Uh, my wife looks at him as I open them and she's like, what are you doing with our money? And I'm like, Hey, it makes me happy. Leave me alone. Um, but I think number two is that, uh, you just like, you have done so many of them and you do them like regularly in waves. And so it keeps me constantly wanting like that next wave. Like even now I'm anticipating whatever the next wave is. Cause I missed this last one. And you were just generous enough to be like, no, I, I, we can take care of it. Um, but yeah, that I think just as an artist, like you're a favorite of mine because of those things. Cool. Yeah, you know, I uh, so I've had five waves. Uh, each each wave has five figures, so that's twenty five. And then I had two reissues, so there have been twenty seven figures so far. Jeez. And it's uh, there's a few of you out there. You're one of them. Uh, B to the J. Uh, death and strawberries and uh dove at dka toys believe it or not okay. the people that i can name off the top of my head that have everything that's come out of out of my hands um you know I, it, it's it's a fun thing to do yeah to get off on the painting because they're so small you know they're only two inches tall and so i like all right let me see how much detail after i mold and and prime them how much detail just by painting mm-hmm. and i bring out and uh, sometimes I make myself laugh because it's, it's it's ridiculous how uh, with my setup now, how how I can paint those super fine details and get those out. Yeah. So let's start. I mean, if you haven't seen the Vimeo, if you have, doesn't matter. We're going to do this like I've never met you before. Okay. Tell me where the name Barrio Boba comes from. So like I mentioned before, I... Uh, I'm a Star Wars collector. Yeah. Primarily Boba Fett. Obsessed with that character, the armor, all the stuff. This was, of course, before Disney bought, but obsessed. Yeah. And so after a while, I spent a long time uh, catching up, trying to buy all the modern stuff that's been released. And once I did that and I caught up to a place where I felt comfortable, I'm like, you know what? Hasbro isn't releasing like there's so many different variations of this character. You know, there was the yeah. animated special that came out. Uh, the Hasbro could very easily, you know, make figures with that character in that cartoon and they would make a fortune. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to start uh, buying the more modern Power of the Force ones because those figures are dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Buy those figures and I'll start repainting them myself just to see if I can do it. And so my first setup was really bad. Uh, I was literally holding like this magnifying square in one hand and then trying to paint the figure flat on the table with the other. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, my God, those figures were bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so then I, I actually I was telling a good friend of mine who's also a Fed collector and I sent him one and then he posted it. And I was like, oh, no way dude, send that back to me. Send that back to me. That's bad. So yeah. I got a little better setup. And, and so I got better with it. 
And then along the way, one of my coworkers, he and I were one day we were discussing Polish bootleg Boba Fett specifically. Yeah. And all mandals are cool. And if you've seen them, you know, they've got the torso of Boba Fett, the head and the torso of Boba Fett, but arms and legs of a biker scout. And those original ones from the 80s and 90s were using uh, original Kenner parts. So when you look at those, yeah. Could we pause real quick? How many variants exist of the Polish one? Is there quite a bit? Yeah, there are because back in the day, right? So there was a couple of factories that were pumping these out and they wouldn't do the paint. They would send the paint to different houses literally around them. And then people painted them with whatever paints they had on, on, on hand. Yeah. So if uh, there's a guy on Instagram, I can't remember his name, but he just published like the definitive guide to Polish bootlegs. And when you open that up uh, yeah. and you go to the Boba Fett section, there's so many. Yeah. So this guy and I were talking and I said, man, it would be cool if somebody remade these, but using the modern power of the force parts because mm-hmm. right? um, they're a little bulkier. They look a little trippier or whatever. And that's what lit the the spark in my head. To, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to see if about how can I make my own figure? Get on the internet, go to YouTube. Of course, I find the craftsmen and all those, that rabbit hole that, that you know, that channel leads you down. Yeah. Man, so, okay. So I was taking notes about what kind of silicone I want to buy, what kind of resin I need to buy, making all these notes, making all these notes, and then finally pulling the trigger and getting some silicone in and some resin. Okay. Got the parts. Now, what do I want to do? You know, I don't want to go full complicated and try to make my own action figure right away. I got to find something small and simple that I can mold. Mm-hmm. And I had five kind of um, figures, the five figures that are in that first wave from another maker. And he, his Barrio Boba or his Boba Fett was the one I used to get this going. Mm-hmm. So I set them down, I put them into Lego, I glue them down, I pour the silicone in, pull the original out. All right, let's, let's make some resin copies. And I had at that time 65D, the smooth on 65D, which if you know, I mean, starts cooking right away. Yeah, the, so you mix that one, there. I hate it. Yeah. The second you start mixing it, you can feel the cup starting to get hot already. So I was like, mm-hmm. dang it. So many, so yeah. many casts in that first week, you know, because that, that original figure, the chin was had a really flat part. So it would always catch bubbles in the chin, no matter what I did. So I was like, all right, you learn from that, right? So, all right, now you got to start tilting the mode when you pour this hot mm-hmm. ass resin into the mold. So I would tilt the mold a little bit and tap it and finally... I would get some of these to come out. I'm like, all right. So I, and I just kept making them for whatever reason. Yeah. And before I knew it, I had maybe like a dozen little Boba Fits. And I'm like, all right, these are cool. So I was chatting this, I was chatting with this dude, this other collector, his name's Dan on Corpus. And I said, dude, I've got all these figures I made. I think I'm going to paint them. But uh, I need to come up with, with like a Cholo name, right? A name that would, that would have, um sound hispanic enough but yet still be star wars enough and still kind of give him some street cred mm-hmm. so we went back and forth with names and names and then for whatever reason i just thought huh ario boba that's kind of cool so i you know put the name out to my friend and he was like yeah man go with it so that's how it came to be it was Barrio yeah. Boba. yeah What's crazy is uh, the more that you like, you like light up when you talk about Boba Fett bootlegs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's bootlegs are, they're in like a, a whole nother world of their own. 
and what's crazy to me is like when you look at some of the Chinese bootlegs um, of of Star Wars as a whole, because some of these countries like took on the whole IP and just right. did whatever. Boba Fett is rarely in it. It's like Luke, Vader, Chewbacca, and they're looking weird. But he's really not in as many of the packaged ones right. as I would hope. Yeah, you know his screen time. If we if we're just talking about the original trilogy, right? His screen yeah. time is minimal in Empire and in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you know, and then he gets that punk death in Return of the Jedi when he falls into the Sarlacc, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, so Poland specifically, they put out a bunch of those, and some of them were carded. Uh, when you go into that book, oh man, those cards are bad. So bad, they're good. They're awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know. That's the thing with bootlegs for me. I the more bootleggy a figure looks, you know, like somebody at sitting at their kitchen table painted it. Oh, to me, that's like gold. You know, yeah. I would rather have something like that versus something I pulled off the shelf. Right. So yeah, those Polish bootlegs, man, those things are gorgeous. Do you own any Polish boot bootlegs? I do. How I many? own I own two Oof. Polish Boba Fett's. Yeah. They were not cheap. Yep. And they were actually like the third generation. So these were a lot cleaner. The painting looks really good. Mm-hmm. Articulation. They've got these little pegs that, that fit for the arms and legs. So the arms and legs are articulated and the painting is really good. Um, that's the first gen Boba Fett's and any others outside of that third gen, either later or earlier, man, those are literally a left nut if you want to buy yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. As we before we continue into like your making and all that stuff, what is it about? Um, I mean, what's funny is I've asked this question to Suck Lord, and you, you're having that same vibe that I'm feeling. Like, what is it about Boba Fett that that's that's your go-to? You know, I I uh, let's see, 1980 when Empire came out, I was seven. Yeah, I, I was in the theater when that came out. You know that scene on the star destroyer where all six bounty hunters are there and you're watching this and you're like, Whoa, you know, so cool. And then, uh, Boba Fett talks and this was before again, the special edition and before Disney bought them out with that voice that just kind of like, wow, that's cool. And all the armor and the gadgets and Holy crap. He's got a jetpack, you know? And again, it was a whole mystique of who is this guy? Where did he come from? What's his story? I don't know, but I love the armor. I love the getup. Uh, an empire when you when he's walking, you can hear the spurs when he's walking or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was just one of those moments where I was like, "Wow, whatever this and whatever I can get that you know people make from based on this character, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna buy." Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just bought the uh, a Kenner number sixty, I think, last week. And uh, I've got tons of bootlegs made by other people. I just bought a couple bootleg or art pieces from, uh, what's his name, Baba D-Rock on mm-hmm. here on Instagram. Yeah, some great pieces. Yeah, I just, yeah. I can't I can't get enough. I've thought about, because I've never made a Boba Fett. I've been told that, like, if you're going to bootleg, everyone needs to start there. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's tough because some of them are so good. Like, how can I compete, right? That's the thought that immediately comes. Like, how am I going to compete with what you just did, right? Right. So, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, there's just so many interpretations. You can right. Do, right. All you got to do is stick the Boba Fett head on something and somebody's, everyone's going to recognize it. Yeah. 
if you did that, I would probably pick up whatever it was, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those iconic, you know, helmets or heads that you see on something somewhere and you know exactly what that is or who that is. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I, no matter, I think whatever you did with Boba Fett, people would buy it. It would sell. Yeah. Um, as we are, are looking at the beginnings of you creating, you create the first figure and it's, it's a, uh, if I remember correctly, a bootleg of a bootleg. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. And you, you do something that's, if I remember correctly, you go to them and say like, Hey, I want to make this. So, yeah. So I, you know, I, I actually reached out to the original maker. I said, yeah. Dude, I'm just, I'm just learning how to do this stuff. Is it cool if I practice on your figures? And the guy was like, yeah, man, go for it. You know, you know, providing advice, like, oh, there's all kinds of resins out there, all kinds of other stuff. I asked him if he had a pressure pot and he said, no. And that kind of, you know, early go at it. So I, again, I had that original batch that I made, mm -hmm. painted them up, and then I sent them out to other uh, Boba Fett collectors that I know. Mm -hmm. I came in, hey guys, I just, I just made these. I've got so many. I don't know what to do with them. Here you go. Here's one for free. Yeah. And people were really digging them. And that's when I created the page. And it's been about two years exactly when I created the page. And uh, as, as I started reposting, as those collectors were getting their figures, people were reaching out to me and saying, oh, I want those are cool. I want one. How much? I was like, whoa. And like with every post, somebody would comment. Really cool. I like it. How can I get one? I was like, wow. So again, I reached out to the dude and I said, hey, man, you know, I, it was fun. I made these. I gave them out. People are reaching out to me to see, you know, can they buy one? I'm just reaching out to you to let you know if that's cool or whatever. And the guy was like, yeah, he's like, you know what? I made that first batch. I was, you know, planning on going back, but now I'm making pins and stickers and other stuff. I was like, go for it. Yeah. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, the galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures in DKE Toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. I was like, all right, cool. So then that's not only did I go with the Boba Fett, I went with the other ones that are in that first wave. That was a Vader, El Bato Vader, yeah. um, Jesus El Chuy Baca, uh, Java El Babas, and then who was the other one? Oh, the Stormtrooper, TK 40 ounce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's cool is like that doesn't happen that often, right? We inadvertently uh, there's only so many toys out there and we inadvertently step on each other. Right. Um, and so it's, it's like, just from an inside perspective, it's cool to see like you went to that person was like, no, like I need to handle this the right way, which is admirable. And then it like was super successful because now you're on wave five of yeah. this like giant run. Uh, has the guy like has he been buying them as you've been creating as well? No. So shortly after that first wave started going out or whatever, he's like, "Hey," he was like, "I know at first I thought you know everything would be cool, but now it's kind of bugging me a bit." He's like, "You know, do you think you could maybe like 
change them up. Okay. So eventually, that's why I reissued Barrio Boba with the Kenner hit. So that original Boba Fett didn't have a rangefinder. Mm-hmm. It was just a, like a Mando head. So I re-released Barrio Bobo with a Kenner head. So now he has a rangefinder. And then I also released the Vader as Skater Vader later on instead of El Vato Vader. Yeah. And then TK40 Ounce, I kept the, the name the same, but I completely changed the helmet using a more modern helmet and a different uh, homie body. Okay. So after that, I was like, yeah, man, that's cool. You know what? I I didn't want to really like step on his toes or anything like that. That's why I reached out. So if he had said initially, no, man, you know, it's my stuff, I would have been like, all right, cool. I would have moved yeah. on and, and done something else. Yeah, that's dope. I love even, you know, I, there's a thing in me that's like the, I guess the pride part. It's like, no, you already said it was fine. Like I, but Hey, you still went back through and still went with it. And that's super admirable. Uh, when those, I like the, what's crazy about your toys too, is the heads fit so perfectly on the bodies. Yeah. Uh, I remember getting those out of quarter machines. Uh, probably every time I went to the store, yeah, I was like the perfect age as they came out. Um, and so I had so many of them, but like, how many, when you were creating these, uh, how many different heads are you going through to find the one that looks the best with that body? So yeah, so I'll, I'll lay I'll lay out the homies on the table. Yeah, and then I'll look at the Kenner figures. Yeah, and I'll look. Oh, this is perfect. Uh, this this combination will go perfect. And once I see the body and head combination, the paint's already coming to mind, the kind of details. And usually I'll get the figures before I get the names. Mm-hmm. So then I'll, I'll just set up like the next wave. So I'll take out five and I'll just do five at a time. Now, if I see more figures that fit with the head, a certain head or whatever, I'm like, oh, I'm going to bag that and put that away for the future. So right now I've got wave five, uh, wave six. In the wings, it's I've yeah. got I got heads on bodies. You're gonna release what they enough. are. What's that? You're gonna release what they are at some point soon. At some point, yeah. Okay. I've got uh, so I've got five more ready to go. I just need the molding to start casting, and then I've got a box with at least another fifteen or so ready to go. So yeah, okay. I've got at least four more waves in the wings. Jeez. Do yeah. you see when you think about this? Do you see an end? yes so you know i you know i like other makers right i've seen them where they will just make the same figure over and over and over again and they'll just paint it differently they'll call it differently they'll do you know and and that's cool i mean that's you know that's especially if it's uh something you created on your own i mean run with it right you're gonna run the gonna run the wheels off that cart so at, at some point, and I just discovered that they released homies at a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this, this could perpetually yeah. keep going on forever. And then I also discovered uh, some other resin type figures made by a company here in the U.S. That's 124 scale. And the heads fit so much better on those than on homies. So I was okay. like, oh, and, and, and since it's a bigger figure gonna be easier to mold and cast it'll be easier to paint yeah so no the wheels are turning on this okay the, the hamster's getting tired because that wheel is, is running yeah i do remember when the bigger ones came out uh i just never owned there's something more enticing about the small ones for me 
but I'm stoked to see the Star Wars versions of the big ones for sure. Yeah, I did release like a little preview the other day. So yeah. that's going to be the, the six bounty hunters. That's going to be like the first wave. Yeah. Yeah, those came out so good. I was like, man, it, you know, just just when I did the first one, when I did Boba Fett, I'm like, oh, yes, this is going to work. Yeah. So I wanted to see what the difference would be on using Kenner heads or Power of the Force heads. The Power of the Force ones have a lot more detail. So like Bosk, for example, you can actually see the scales on his head, whereas mm. in the original one, you can't really see them. So I'm like, yeah, I got to go with that one. Uh, the IG-88 has got a lot more detail on it, too, than the Kenner ones. I'm like, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. The only difference, of course, was uh, Dengar. Dengar head is huge yeah on that little body that i had so i'm going to use the kenner one for that one but yeah yeah that's going to be and i'm already i'm already working on a one-off that i'm going to do for the giveaway that's going to be a character that i haven't made before so yeah still yeah that now that i discovered those larger bodies that train is rolling yeah well when that giveaway comes out and that new wave you can just write me in i'll be there <laughs> it is what it is yeah. uh I now it's just for me, it's like the last one standing, right? Like who's gonna be the last one that collects all of the waves and then can look back and be like, it's me. Um, I what's crazy, like two years in, you started around the same time I did making yeah. toys, and and so um it's always cool to be able to say, like, oh, we were in this same like COVID pattern, COVID hit, we thought let's do toys and we started going forward. Um, what does it feel like to like, maybe you can put it into words, what it feels like to like, to know that when you release these figures, like your art is already wanted. Like, what does that look like? Or what is that? Cause we're only two years into this journey that could go however long. So what is that like for you? Describe that so, to the people that are just starting. It's it's kind of amazing, right? So I again I I make these things number one because they're fun to make and I like them. Yeah, you know I I like I like making them. I like painting them. I like showing them to people and seeing their reaction. You know I think that's cool or whatever. So you know just still like at this day and age still be or still have people following the page for the first time and reaching out and saying, Hey, I just found your page. Yeah. What do you have available right now for to sell? And then I'll say, I've got this, this, and this, and this, I'll take it. It's yeah. like, wow. You know? So it's still, it's still kind of amazing that way where I'm kind of like blown away that, you know, new people are finding the page and uh, they're still wanting to buy my stuff no matter what it is or whatever I've got. They'll be like, yeah, I'll take it. Send it to me. Here's my money. Yeah. And, and that's, that's amazing. Even after two years, you know, you know, since you said, you know, both you and I started around the same time, there were other makers that started at that time too. And uh, a lot of them just quit or disappeared. Yeah. So, you know, it's, again, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, I started this kind of like a little side hobby just to me to keep myself busy. And now it's actually turning into a nice little kind of, you know, extra money so i can keep adding to the boba fed collection <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just passing 100 bill from someone else to another yeah i was just telling my kids that story the other day i'm like yeah this guy yucko he talks about the same hundred dollar bill and they're like what do you mean 
Yeah, I'll yeah. buy somebody's toys and then they'll buy somebody's toys and then they'll someone buy and eventually somebody will come back and buy my toys with that same hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Cause that's, there's some things out there that make some really good stuff. And that's why decon and things like that are so crazy and important. And I wish that people outside of the fact that it's like rad as shit to go to those things, it's really important. Because it takes not only that $100 bill, it then slaps two or 300 more on top of it yeah. that wasn't already circulating. That's and so right. I think it's cool that that's a part of it. Um, I, you know, as you create and you're doing this and you're, and, and people want this and you've become, um, I don't know, like you've become this staple in the community now and you're doing this and you're going forward with it. What, like if you look over the next, let's say two years of this, because we're only two years in, you look over the next two years, where where do you want to be? I, I, I still want to make, I still feel like I want to make, you know, this this kind of small batch kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? And I, I'll get into a story a little later. Remind me to tell you a story about uh, a store that maybe wanted to put my stuff out. You know, oh, that kind of, yeah. We can talk kind about of, it now if you want. I'm into that. That kind of freaked me out because, you know, if you, if you think about putting stuff in a store, that means you constantly have to have inventory. Mm-hmm. You got to constantly have figures ready and have them painted. And, you know, that kind of set a whole different set of wheels in motion. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So in two years, you know, I would still want to be making, you know, small little runs. I don't mind making, you know, when I make a run, let's say a wave. So there's five figures. I generally make 12 of each figure. So that's 60, mm. you know, 60 figures a wave. And, and I can manage that. That's so much. That's so much. <laughs> that's manageable. Yeah. Right. I 60 figures a wave, you know, I'll, as soon as they come out of the mold, I'll let them, you know, sit out to complete the 24 hour set process. I'll prime them after that. And then I'll do a batch at a time Mm. so that by the time the last batch comes out, everything's primed, everything's clean and everything's ready. And so I, that's small batch and I can take my time doing it. You know, I don't have any deadlines I have to meet. I don't have any, have to worry about keeping stuff on the shelf. So in two years, you know, making small batch stuff and kind of, you know, deciding okay am i going to card these or not are they going to go in the bags am i going to change that kind of small time kind of indie kind of feel if you will i I think in two years i'd still want to be where i am now just kind of you know but changing things up a little bit you know making larger size figures and and more than likely i'm going to stick star wars because that's that's what i know yeah and so yeah so you know doing things on a small scale like that I, i can manage yeah i uh you you say you make 60 in each wave and you yeah. do what well, you've got five waves over the past two years yeah two and a half waves a year so you're you're pushing out the same amount as what people like or no double to quadruple the amount of what we would do for like designer con decon uh or uh designer con dke con and comic con so you're yeah. doing as many and I complain, like I love Dove, I love those shows, I love every toy maker. Um, but I complain to high heaven because I hate the tediousness of like the same figure constantly. 
but you do this shit all the time. Like, <laughs> like it's so crazy that you choose to put yourself in that. But it's right? like we're lucky. So last summer, uh, the family and I were in San Antonio. And uh, at one point I had like a day free where I could run out and do whatever. So I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on a toy hunt. So I went to a, uh, a toy store that there right as they opened, looking around, they had a lot of modern stuff. And I'm like, any chance you, do you have any homies? Yep. And the guy's like, what? He's like, yeah, I've got some over here. So he went and they were still in retail packaging and at retail prices. And I'm like, mm. no, nah, I need them loose. I need them beat up because I'm going to cut them up. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I make, uh, you know, I make bootleg toys of these with homies and Star Wars. He's like, what? I had them in the truck. I brought them in. The dude was blown away. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, man, these are cool. You know, it'd be cool if I could get some for the store or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow. All right, that's cool. I go, I'm in El Paso, and I'm going to be in San Antonio for a couple more days. I got a new wave coming out soon. Uh, and the guy was like, here's my card. Here's my cell number. Give me a call when you get the next wave ready. All right. Yeah. Went to a second store. Same story. That guy also. Here's my card. Blah, blah, blah. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, cool. So now I'm going to double my output because mm-hmm. I've got to have stuff for my Instagram. And then I'm going to have some stuff. I'm going to send each of the stores five of each figure to see how they do. Yeah. And that wave had seven figures. No. Oh. So instead of doing 12 for that for each figure, I did 22. <laughs> 22 holy hell man yes yeah, so I'm, I'm pulling out my calculator like 160 like something like that so 22 times 7 154 figures oh my god yeah and that was i got myself into factory mode right mm-hmm. so my resin will cure in 12 hours you can pull it from the mold um so every 12 hours man i was going to the pressure pot and i was pulling figures refilling the molds putting them back in the pot every 12 hours Mm -hmm. until i had uh 22 of each now in that wave i also had el horny which is darth maul and that figure had uh, a chin that kind of stuck out and i would almost every other pull had a bubble in that chin i'm like damn it so i didn't i didn't reach the full potential on that because i even with tilting and tapping and doing everything else that i could it seemed like every other one yeah so there you go a buttload of figures ready i was ready to roll i uh messaged at first store i sent the dude a text hey how's it going it's me it's al from i met you in san antonio i've got some figures ready you know i've got let me know what you want nothing for like a day i'll I'll give him 24 hours maybe he's busy Mm -hmm. days later no response i'm gonna call him call the number Never picked up. I left a voicemail. Never heard from the guy. The second store, I messaged the guy and he responded back. He's like, what do you got? So I sent him pictures. He's like, oh, these are great. So I told him I've got five of each figure for you. You know, I was already making calculations on price. Yeah. And I was giving him special price points because obviously, you know, he's got to put them out or whatever. And then he didn't want the, all the ones I had. He only wanted a few and only like one or two of each. So I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm not gonna argue with that because um there was nothing in writing, so I sent him what I had. And so I ended up stuck with a bunch of figures, and for whatever reason, one of those was the Emperor. You remember El Cura, the little yeah. emperor guy? Yeah, that one. 
and uh, Nine Numb 2. I called them El Orejas because of his big ears. Mm -hmm. Those were not so popular, so I ended up being stuck with those, and I ended up, you know, including them as extra figures on some people's orders. Uh, I had a couple people order internationally, so I put, and they didn't order those figures. I stuck them in the box. Here you go. Yeah. Nice little gift. So, I mean, I can be at that, you know, almost full factory production level just on my own. But man, that was, that was, uh, that had me on my toes. And then, you know, it's not so much the, the casting and, and pulling, it's the painting. Yeah. Yeah. At some point I was like, even considering, you know, getting some child labor and having my kids help me out with, with painting some of the figures, just getting some of the basic colors down. But at some point I was like, no, and then quality control, I would probably have to repaint them anyway. Cause they're not going to yeah. be the way I want them. So yeah, I did them on my own. So that was an experience. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I mean, luckily it's like a live and learn thing. Yeah, that's so, absolutely right. So the next shop that's like, oh, I love these. You're like, I call bullshit. Like you can pay me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I What's uh, interesting to me um, too is you produce so many and have the capability to. Is there a reason that you're not doing things with Dove or like getting in these shows? So I've actually considered it, right? So yeah. like I've said, Dove is one of the people that's bought every single one of the of the ones I've made. He's even bought yeah. the Keshis. And and I actually met him in, in Anaheim for Star Wars Celebration a couple months ago. Yeah. And he talked to me. He was like, hey, and he gave me his number. He's like, you know, whenever you think you're, you know, want to do some exclusives or whatever, let me know. So the invitation's there. I, uh, at this point, even two years in, I still kind of feel like I don't have the street cred kind of yet. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, I, yeah. You know, there, there are some guys that have booths that make this incredible stuff. I mean, it just, it blows yeah. me away with looking at their pages and I'm like, man, I make these little two inch figures, you know? And so I, I think, uh, if this larger figure line kind of takes off, then maybe at that point I'll be like, yeah, I'll hit double up and say, hey, yes, I'd like to be a part of DKAcon or even uh, Decon, yeah, or some other thing, yeah, yeah. I don't don't get stuck in that in the like other people make that shit gets me all the time. Yeah. I especially like this is I don't talk about this often, but like the negative of toys on tap is I'm also a toy maker. So right. I have like a lot of rad ass toy makers on here that are producing stuff that is at such a high caliber that it's like, it's in the back of my head. If I have like three interviews in a day, I'm not making toys for weeks. Cause I'm yeah. just, I can't yeah. do it. Like I just, yeah. and so uh, finally I'm starting to come out of that and like kick my own ass. But man, I, I get that. I get seeing that other people do like such great stuff yeah and like i said you know it's uh in those two years i've learned so much so yeah. my pulls come out better uh i know how to and the, having a pressure pot is so much better than yeah. you know trying and mold and cast without one so the, the pulls are better uh my painting setup is better i have the brushes i'm using are better so yes the, the figures are improving as i continue to do this yeah and I think at some point, you know, I uh, I may just pull the trigger and say, yeah, man, let's do it. I uh, last year around this time, 
uh, maybe it was a little later. I got invited to go to assembly required. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind of blew my mind. Cause I was like, Whoa, you know, I've only been doing this just over a year at that point. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. But then I had, um, I was going to, add, I was going to Star Wars celebration. So I had money already going towards that and to kind of try to fit two trips in and stuff like that. I told the dudes that assembly required, I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I appreciate the invite. I go, maybe next year. So if they, if I get an invite from them and they say, hey, come on, I'm, I'm going to do my best to go out and I'm going to do my best to get these figures out and, and a few other things I'm going to try and, and give it a go, you know? Hell yeah. See how it goes. That's dope. I can't wait. You know, I wanted to go to Assembly Required. Uh, it's so damn far. And yeah. I, like, I, I'm still trying to work out, like, to hold a booth there how do i get my shit there yeah like come from california but um yeah I'm, I'm stoked that there's the possibility that you'll be in there with all of us and you'll be doing that stuff yeah i've got my my best friend lives out in charlotte which is just about an hour east of Asheville. yeah so i i would probably ship all my stuff to his house and just have him hold it for me yeah and i get my butt over there and then i drag it to Asheville with me yeah so i it, it's it's a possibility you know, yeah. I've got got those gears going now, and I'm like thinking, yeah, I can do it. I think, and that, yeah, and then that's the the price. You know, it, it's always kind of like one of those events where you're like, wow. So the the table costs or the booth costs so much. Yeah, they're gonna be able to sell enough to at least cover the table. You know what I mean? Because you know, I like you said, it's it's kind of like a little niche, right? These little space bottles, right? So you've got to get that whole cholo slash Hispanic culture thing. And you've got to yeah. get the star Wars thing too. Cause I blend those, you know, in, so it's either you, you get that the whole gag behind it, or, you know, you're like star Wars or you're like homies, you know? So it's, it's one of those things. Like, so when I set up a local events, you know, people will come and they'll laugh and they'll check it out and stuff. And then they don't buy anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's one of those two where it's like, all right, if I'm going to go to a something required, do I want to do, do a booth by my own on my own? Uh, I'm going to see if somebody else is going, if they want to split, you know, a table with me, that I think that would work out better for both of us. That way the cost isn't as high. Yeah. And then I don't have to sell as much, you know, it's one of those things, but I, if I do get the invite, I'm going regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. I, I can't wait to, because the registration's already started, right? Um, I think they're starting to put out feelers for that right now. Yeah. Okay. Holy moly. That means it's coming up. That means what you just said might become reality real quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, as you like have done all this, right. And you, you've had all this, uh, the knowledge that you've learned through casting and making and painting all that. I'm interested. I've been told and I've heard that you have a crazy amount of knowledge about, Boba Fett figures, bootlegs, Boba Fett as a character. So here, here's my pitch before we dive back into, because I want to talk to you about painting as well. Okay. Can you just throw off right off the top of your head, three random facts that you know about those? Uh, let's see. And we'll go again. This is pre-Disney. Because okay. again, when Disney came in, they trashed everything that Lucas had done up until that point. Yeah. So <clears throat> in the expanded universe, okay. Uh, Boba Fett had a kid. He had a daughter, believe it or not. 
that's one random fact. Um, uh, the ship, the fire spray, the slave one. Um, the the way initially when they first named that ship, it was like because Boba Fett was once a slave or whatever, and then when he got that ship, that's what he wanted to do it. And then it got yeah. retconned into the bounty hunter game with Django Fett, mm. how he came across the ship. So that was really cool. I like how they wove that into that that backstory. That was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, and then um, Django Fett. I think was uh, was actually raised in a clan by a dude called Jaster Mareel. So I mean, that's just another bit of worthless knowledge that it <laughs> sits up there. That's not going to do me any good anywhere. We're going to quiz people on this yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested. You paint so many. You you run through so many figures. You had that last wave was like 150 something. There's got to be a specialty paint you're using or something, right? Like you've gotten to this point, you're constantly painting, you're constantly using brushes. What does that look like for you? So I've got a whole, I've got a whole rack of paint. And when I yeah. first started, uh, I started using this stuff called Model Masters Enamels, and yeah, and yeah, and it was just it's such an easy paint to use. I learned quickly though that you got to make sure you mix the crap out of it before mm -hmm. you start. And it would just go on so easily. And either you're going to drag that paint or you're going to push it into corners and it would just work so beautifully. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but now they quit making it. They quit making it for whatever reason. So now I'm scrambling if I run out of a particular color that I know that I like and I use a lot. I'm on eBay trying to find them dirt cheap to see who mm -hmm. still has them. And so I've got some stockpiled. So now I'm scrambling to find uh, other paint now that kind of has similar properties. Right. Again, the thing with model masters, it was you didn't have to dilute it any. It would just write out of the little jar and right onto the figure. You get nice, even coats, um, beautiful brush strokes. The brush strokes would flatten out eventually when it was drying. Ah, it was a great paint. Yeah. And, um, and that works really well. Now, the enamels for them also work really good. Right. So, enamels are oil based. You put them on there. Um, and uh, I use some model masters. And then I also use the test stores, the stuff you can get at Hobby Lobby or mm -hmm. Walmart, the tiny little jars. That paint works really well, too. Um, and so in this entire process, too, I learned now that if you're going to prime your figure, right, there's certain primers you have to use depending on the paint you're going to use. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, I would uh, prime everything with an acrylic and then I would wonder why my enamels wouldn't dry on that mm -hmm. acrylic pod because they won't. They never will. So now I prime all my figures with an enamel, basically a spray can. Mm -hmm. I get a spray can of white and it's an enamel. And so everything now that comes out of here is gets a, a primer as an enamel. So now if I'm going to put an enamel on top of that, it will take and it will dry and it will look beautiful. Mm. Uh, and and some of the figures right some of the figures i want them to look a certain way so like in uh, wave two or three i did uh the mando mm -hmm. right it's got a silver helmet it's got to be shiny so i had to use an enamel because i wanted it to look super shiny same yeah. goes with vader vader's helmet in the movies and everywhere that black helmet is glossy yeah so it's got to be it's either going to be a gloss acrylic that goes on there or an enamel so it'll be you know nice and shiny so it's just all those little paintings that I've kind of learned. And, you know, again, initially I had some really crappy brushes about a year ago. My daughter got me, one of my daughters got me a, a set of brushes that have uh, the ergo grip on them. And then the, the, 
the tips are just so beautiful and so small and tiny. So even, even now, especially now with my setup, I know that if I'm doing super fine details and I've got, you know, my reading glasses on and I've got mm-hmm. these magnifying lip glasses on top of those, if I'm holding a figure right to my face, I know I just need to pull that brush just a tiny little bit to get that detail on there. You know, whereas before when I was holding up that stupid magnifying <laughs> thing with and trying to paint it on the table, you know, it, that was impossible. So yeah, it, it's been a really good learning experience. And that, you know, watching other people paint on here or when they post tips, I'm like, yes, I'm going to save that post. So I'll save it. If I get stuck on something like that, oh, God, let's go back to our save posts. Oh, here it is. All right. So instead of going this way, I need to go this way instead. Yeah. So, yeah, I really appreciate those people out there that that put their tips on. Mm-hmm. You know, they put their tips on their posts and they say, hey, if you get stuck or you don't know how to do this, this is how I did it. And I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's a really cool part. Based on how you want your paint to, like, move, I use Citadel. Okay. It is, like... It's for um, Citadel and War War War, war Game or War Warhammer or something like that. Yeah, so it's used to paint those. Yeah, like it's like exclusively like that's your the the shtick, um, and they have the different like base detail layer, and there's another category or something. It's rad. It did. I have a couple figures next to me that I've painted with it, and it like it got the shit done. Yeah, yeah. That's, I exclusively use that because it's so good. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna try. I've started using some uh, Vallejo paints. Mm-hmm. Those come out of the bottle, kind of thick. You can dilute those a little bit, but those also work really well, similar to Model Masters. When you can get them on the brush and when you put it on the figure, it'll it'll work really good. Yeah. Um. the The problem I have is a lot of stuff I can't get locally. Mm. You no, know, uh, so I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to order online. Yeah. Do you, is there any like of those hobby stores around you or no? Uh, there's maybe like one. Oh, that's the worst. Other than that, it's like big uh, big box stores. So I'd have yeah. Michaels or Hobby Lobby or Walmart, right? And there is a model shop here in town, but the paints they've got have been on the shelf for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So God, that's the worst. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I try to buy locally if I can. That way I don't have to worry about shipping and yeah. everything else. But uh, the paints, man, the paints, like I said, uh, since Model Masters quit making, they make, or I think it's Testor's quit making Model Masters at brand, scouring eBay every time I run out of, a, like, the flesh color, right? I've got that flesh paint that I know it looks good and everything else. I was running low. I found a seller on eBay, had two bottles. I'll take them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst, because you're just hoping that they stored them correctly. Yeah. And, like. And then they ship them to you correctly too, right? You don't yeah. want to open that box and there's paint everywhere. Oh, dude. I would just try to scoop that into the like, <laughs> right. bottle. Yeah. So one time I had a brand new bottle of glossy black. That's when I was going to do the skater vaders. Yeah. And I, I learned early on that to have the bottle sitting in a paper plate or a tray or something. So I had that glossy black sitting in a tray and I knocked it over. Brand new bottle. Oh. So I wasn't even planning on painting the Vaders, but oh crap, here we go. I'm going to bring all the Vaders over and right from the tray. Paint yep. them right under the figures. Yeah, because, yeah. Too expensive to waste. Yeah, Way absolutely. Uh, dude, it has been so good having you on. Thanks. I can't, I can't thank you enough for, especially for like wanting to come back. 
like and just having you come back on. Um, yeah, you know what? I haven't I haven't watched that initial video. I'm sure I sound like a total dumbass on that first one because I, you know, again, that was it was so early on. You know, yeah, it, it was like, so early on. There's a reason I don't do videos anymore. It's just so hard. Uh, you know, I I had thought about it. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, "Listen, I can get." I was running down all the things I need. I was like, "Okay, I need a like a good camera, like a really good camera, really good lighting, a great mic." And he was like, what are the other people going to use? Like, no matter what kind of equipment I have, like, I can't guarantee that the cameras on everyone else's end, the lighting, everything. So I just was like, "Eh, let's ditch this Vimeo stuff. Let's move it to a podcast. And it's been so great, like, especially to have you guys come back or people come on for multiple episodes. It's super fun. Yeah, I've I've listened to every every episode you've had on. It's wow. been it's been super successful. Uh, uh, I'll put on I'll put on the podcast when I'm sitting at the table and I'm painting uh, yeah. or molding or whatever. I'll have it on in the background and I'll laugh or I'll yell at you. Come on, dude, you've got all my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been great. It, I I really appreciate you having me on. And again, yeah. congrats congrats on the success, man. It's been really good. Thank you. But last part of the podcast, just like everyone else. I need you to share everything that is coming from you, how we can get to you, how we can get more figures, um, and then where you have been interviewed, because we've seen you on Toys Alive and stuff. So um, share all that stuff about yourself for us. All right. So the very first interview I ever did was with you, but that's on Vimeo. So if you go to Google and you Google Ario Boba, I think one of the videos that pops up is that interview. So that hey, was yo. one. I was on uh, Behind the Bootleg who I think they changed their name recently to Cadaver Productions or something. They had a toy show back in January, I think. I had a toy on there, and I got an interview in with them. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, I was on Toys Alive. Those guys had me on. Uh, we talked toys. We talked about some stuff. Uh, again, that dude, Brian, man, B to the J, he is like the patron saint of, of toy makers, man. That dude yeah. has an impressive collection of stuff. And again, yeah. almost every, almost. Every time I put something out, he picks something up. So I, I'm grateful for that guy. Yeah. Um, and now here, on with you, the great Yucko on uh, Toys on Tap. There we go. Um, let's see what I've got coming up. I've got uh, Wave 6 in the works. So I've got five figures ready to go. I just need to mold and cast. I also bought a set of bootleg muscle figures. Mm. And I'm going to slap uh, Star Wars heads on those. Okay. I'm going to mold them, cast them in. And, and the thing for me is painting, right? Because muscle figures are that flesh color. Yeah. And I've always liked muscle figures because of that scale. But I always thought, man, it would be cool if somebody made these and painted them up. Mm-hmm. So I've got 16 of those. So I've got, uh, yeah. So I'm planning four way or four waves of four figures each. Okay. I've got that coming up. Uh, if you've been following my page, I've got the larger scale bounty hunters coming up too. I've got the masters ready to go. I just need to um, take, buy some monster clay to melt down so I can use that in the mold because I just saw somebody heat up monster clay to put in your mold and yeah, and you stuff it, it in right in. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I got to get some monster clay. I got to get some silicone because I want to do for these. I want to do two part molds. Mm. Yeah, so I want to do two part molds for these. So it would just and then I'm going to start using. Um, some release mold release because i've never used 
And I've noticed, especially with the, the silicone and the resin I'm using now, it's starting to eat up the mold a lot faster than I'd like. Yeah. I'm going to start using some release. And if I do get invited to assembly required, I would hopefully get a bunch of these out there. And I'm going to try to have, you know, some figures from every wave out there too. Um, I've also set up locally in El Paso. There's this monthly um, thing that's called the El Paso Punk Rock Flea Market. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got a table I set out there. I set the space bottles out and a few other toys that I have. Uh, My kid, my oldest kid makes hand beaded jewelry. So she puts her stuff out there too. Um, Like I said, now that I found these larger scaled figures along with larger scaled homies that I just found too. I mean, this could go on for a while. There we go. Yeah. So as long as I still feel like I'm being challenged, because I like challenging myself, right? Painting something, you know, and you have uh, the little baby Yoda I made, right? The little Pampers. Yeah. That thing is super tiny. And that was fun to paint because it was so small. Yeah. So, so long as I feel like, you know, I'm being productive, I'm learning new things and, and people are still wanting to buy my stuff and I'll keep going. Sick. Hey, thank you so much for being on and sharing everything about you. I love it. Again, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Toys on tap. Next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on tap. Awesome.